So I just wanted to share this with you. I saw this, um, and it just made me laugh. And so I wanted to share it with you as it made me think of our listening time. Do you mind if I strap your phone to my forehead so I can pretend that you're looking at me when I talk? <laughs> Don't you sometimes feel like that with people? And um, it just made me laugh. I was teasing Kevin about that um, when I found this and just told him, hmm, I wonder. He, he didn't appreciate it as much as I had hoped he would. Um, <laughs> but then I thought, how often has somebody thought that about me? And then it wasn't quite as funny. And it could be anything, couldn't it? It could be work papers. It could be a recipe that we're trying to prepare. It could be uh, our teenager when we're talking to them, looking out the window and off to the horizon. Anything that keeps someone's attention away from us when we're speaking. It's not very fun. We all want to be heard and feel engaged, feel like someone is engaged with us. So as I was thinking about that and how so much with our study, we got a lot of good practical tips in our study this week, I think, and a lot of great things to think about. But it made me realize that how am I going to be a good listener for other people? And that, that's our goal in having our good conversation, right? But how am I going to be a good listener for other people if I'm not a good listener to God? Because if we're talking about having meaningful conversations about our faith, about why we believe, why we cling to, why we hold to our faith. We should be listening to the one on who we're basing it all. So I wanted us to start this morning in Proverbs 2. You can turn to your Bibles if you'd like. Do a little marking up there if you'd like. Proverbs 2 tells us this. Proverbs 2.2 2 I'm starting in. Make your ear attentive to wisdom. Incline your heart to understanding. For if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures, then, then, you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Here's the part that I was just um, struck with here. As we have our ear attentive to wisdom, that's kind of, um, have you pictured those, uh, pictured those little dogs with their tiny little faces and their gigantic ears that kind of stand up like this? Our ears, are they attentive to wisdom? Are they listening for it? Are we listening to hear God's wisdom from his word? Or in quietness of prayer with him? 
And right along with that, as we are to be attentive to wisdom, listening well, incline your heart toward understanding. Isn't that what we want to do when we listen to others? When we're listening to God, we want to have our heart inclined, if you could picture it like leaning toward. Our heart inclined, leaning toward understanding. That's where we want to go. That's the direction we want to be moving. And God is encouraging us here. Listen for my wisdom. Incline your heart to understanding. And if you cry out for discernment, for knowing this good from bad, if we lift our voice for understanding, he's saying, asking for it. Give me understanding, Lord. Seeking and searching for understanding and wisdom. Then, then, We will discern the fear of the Lord, his awesomeness, the weightiness of his holiness and glory. That fear of the Lord that reminds us over and over, you are God, I am not. That's what a fear of the Lord is, just such a great reverence, an awe of him. How here we'll discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of the Lord. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. If we are not listening to the words coming out of his mouth, how are we to gain his knowledge and understanding? We're not. What this looks like is us listening to him through his word and through prayer. And I was thinking about this prayer today, um, this week, I mean, as I was preparing, and I was just thinking, Lord, do I pray to listen to you? Or do I just kind of chat with you? Do I chat with you more in the sense of, Oh, Lord, help me with that. Or, oh, Lord, this, just the little things that go up all day long. And I hope that we are in the practice of doing that. Please hear me. I'm not saying that that's not a great place where we should be, bringing everything before the Lord. But our Lord, Jesus Christ, would get away for uninterrupted time with just him and the Father to talk to God, to hear God's voice. It's kind of hard to hear God's wisdom and the knowledge and understanding if I'm still chatting. It's going to require me to stop talking. And I just wanted us to think about that as we were thinking about listening to others how important it is for us to listen to God. And as I was um, preparing for this, I listened to a great TED Talk this week. It was called 10 Ways to Have a Great Conversation, and it's by Celeste Headley. TED Talks, if you don't know, they're little talks that are like 10 minutes. 
And people do it on a myriad of subjects. And this one was on conversations. And she had some great points. And I have, at the bottom of your notes there, I've let, I put the link. It would be worth your time. It would be worth your time. She's very engaging and has some great things to say about that. And I just um, wanted to incorporate those, a few of those in, in, this, in our talk this morning. But one of the things she said was, when we are listening, don't be multitasking. And she was talking about more than just putting your phone away. She was talking about the whole idea of being present in the moment. Be present in your moment. Not thinking about other things, or as we learned in our lesson, fidgeting, or looking here and there, or thinking about what we want to say, or maybe we want to talk, we wanna, because if we can talk, maybe we can hurry things along and get them moving, because I really don't know that I have time for this conversation. Let's not be half in and half out. We want to be all in. If you need to go or you need to take off and you, do, you don't have the time for that, then, then get out of the conversation or schedule it for another time. But if you are having a conversation with someone, listen, be present in that moment. Because in that, for us being attentive and listening for wisdom, remembering that everybody has something to share. We don't know, I don't know everything. I can learn something from each one of you, everyone that I come in contact with. Let's be attentive for that wisdom. And let's ask the Lord to give us his ears because we're practicing being attentive to him. Help us be attentive to those. Be present in the moment, in the conversation that you are in. When we listen, when we listen to God's word, we can obey because we know what he is instructing us to, which end. We know that. If we're listening to his obey his commandments, in Deuteronomy 11, the Lord is talking to, um, to the people of Israel, and he's reminding them over and over in this one little chapter, in 11, he tells them over and over again, and it shall come about if you listen obediently to my commandments, which I am commanding you today, here it is, to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. In 27, he is talking about them receiving the blessing. If you listen to the commandments of the Lord, which I am commanding you today. In Deuteronomy 13, he says the same thing. Listen and obey, cling to me, he says. Cling to me, cling to my commandments 
that you may follow them, that your hearts may not be deceived, that you may not be led astray. He's saying when you're listening and obeying my commandments, and he's encouraging them in this letter, in, in, this, in his text here in Deuteronomy, keep these things, keep my commandments in front of you at all times. Teach them to your children when you rise up, when you lie down, all the time. Keep them in front of you. Why? So that you don't go astray. So that your heart is not led away. So that you are not deceived. Protection. Can you see the great protection of our great God? He's telling us, listen to me so that you can obey me. That shows him that we love him and that we want to serve him. And the more we listen to him, the more familiar we will become to his, come to his voice. That when we are just going about our day and our ears are attentive, we may hear him instruct us. I remember a time when we first moved here, so that must have been like 19 years ago, and we had been here maybe about six months. And I don't know if anybody has ever moved. We moved from Southern California, all of our friends and family. We came out here and knew no one. At all. Lonely place. After about six months, we had at least developed some friendships. And I was starting to, you know, you start to feel a little bit, okay, comfortable and all right, we had our church, we, had, we were, were on our way, and I was feeling pretty good. And I remember that I was at um, Sears. And I was with one of my children, and we were getting ready because the kindergartners were going to be off the bus very soon. And there was a lady there, and she was in the checkout line. And I heard her, like, across, like, three or four um, checkout things. And she was like, I just moved here from Pennsylvania and I don't know anyone and I'm not sure what I'm going to get and everything. And my heart went out to her and I thought, I know that feeling. And the Lord said, go talk to her. Get her name. Get her name. Give her your number. And I was like, Lord, the buses, my kids are going to be off the bus in just a minute. I, 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 I can't do that. And, and I could hear her and I could hear the, just the loneliness in her voice. And I heard the Lord say, go talk to her. And I could picture my little ones getting off the bus and not having me there. And I went to the kids. I so regretted that moment. 19 years later, I could still feel it right here. I don't know how many years I prayed for that woman. Dear God, you know who she is. She's from Pennsylvania. And I even mentioned her in a couple of my talks in case anybody knew somebody who was new to the area from Pennsylvania. <laughs> but the regret, the lack of peace and contentment in my heart from not obeying my God who was encouraging me. Ladies, we want to become familiar with his voice so that when we hear it, we move. 
and we act on what he is saying. So important. Kind of reminded me of something that Celeste said in her talk when she was talking about go with the flow in your conversations. Go with the flow. And what she meant by that is that thoughts are going to come into your head and you need to let them go out of your head. Because every little thought that comes through your head is not worth an interruption or even a mention. It might not have anything to do with the conversation at hand. You might have the best point in the whole world. But if we've stopped listening to what that person is saying, and if our heart has stopped being inclined to understanding what this person is in this moment, then even the best thought that we've ever had is going to fall onto nothing. We're not meeting a need. We're not hearing the pain or the questions. Let it flow in. Let it flow back out. Go with the flow. Be present in your moment. In the moment. I remember there's someone in my life who um, I love dearly. This person, it, I just had to gently remind them. You do not have to say it. Just because a thought comes into your mind does not mean it has to come out of your mouth. And that's a great reminder for myself and for each of us as we are in that. In our lesson this week, didn't we talk about um, not letting our, being run by our emotions. And this thought made me remind that. We don't, we don't want to be run by just every thought that comes in and sways us from here to there. We want to be in the moment, present there. Go with the flow. On the heels of this advice, we're talking just how important it is to listen and how difficult it is because we would rather talk. When we get to talk, we are in control. Who doesn't like to be in control? We get to be in control. We're the center of attention. Our thoughts get to be heard. We want those out. We want those out there on the table. And we may have covered this earlier in, in the session, um, but I found this interesting, this fact interesting. We can talk at about 225 words a minute, but we can listen at 500 words a minute. So we can listen faster than, we, than somebody else can talk. So our minds are filling in the gaps. We've got dead air. And our minds are filling those up with things. So we must focus. We must pay attention to what's flowing in and make sure that it's flowing back out. It tends to be easier to focus, don't you think, and pay attention when it's people that we love and that we so enjoy their company 
that we're stimulated with uh, intellectually or we know that they're connecting with us emotionally. But we want to be able to, to listen to everyone. Everyone is made in the image of God and therefore they have great value. And we want to convey that value through our listening. And I wonder if in that space between hearing and listening, if we were saying, Lord, help me to listen with your ears here. Keep my heart inclined toward understanding toward this person. Reading through John, um, and many other verses, there were, um, this reminded me of how we need to be sure of who we're listening to, too. And the Father makes it very clear who we are to listen to. At the time of the transfiguration on a mount, Jesus had taken up Peter, James, and John with him, and they were praying, and suddenly Jesus became white, Uh, just bright, brighter than could even be, and Moses and Elijah were there with him, and what a great, awesome moment, overwhelming. And Peter, Peter wants to, he just thinks, how are we going to commemorate this moment or keep it there? And, And he wants to build something for Moses and Elijah and Jesus. We could see how he would get caught up in all that. But the Lord reminds him. And while Peter was still speaking, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud said, This is my beloved son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. That's in Matthew. In Mark tells the same thing. The cloud formed, overshadowing them, and a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And in Luke, then a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. Ladies, the father is saying, Listen to him. Listen to Jesus. Jesus is who we want to be listening to. Jesus. The Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those are called the Gospels. The life of Christ is all in there. And his words make those a place that we go to often. That we know what Jesus is saying. That we know who he, that we are grounded in who he said he, he was and he is and he is to be. Jesus alone is worthy. Everything comes back to him. We want to hear his words, to read them. 
How are we going to speak about him at the right time if we haven't been listening to him? I love this um, interaction that Jesus had with his disciples in John 6. And before this interaction he had with his disciples, he was speaking, and he was speaking of difficult things for people to hear. He was talking about his body and blood, how they were going to be given as a sacrifice, and that you had to partake in his body and blood for life, for eternal life. And people couldn't get their, their minds around, what, what, what is he saying? And many left him. Many walked away from him. And verse 66 says, as a result of this, many disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. So Jesus said to the 12, you do not want to go away also, do you? Asking them, when things get hard, when we're listening to him, you do not want to go away also, do you? And Peter answered him and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Ladies, we want to listen to Jesus. To whom else shall we go? He has the words of eternal life. He has the words of eternal life. We are not listening to acquire great wisdom just to fill our heads with knowledge. We are not listening to obey just to get some gold stars and to feel like, oh, I'm doing this and I'm getting some checklists. We are listening to Jesus because he has the words of eternal life. Jesus, who is the Holy One of God, who is God the Son, that's who we are listening to. That's who we are striving to know. And I pray that that blows our minds and reminds us over and over that we are to listen to Jesus, that truth changes our hearts about who he is and believing in our inner being, in our soul, to trust him for eternal life and to worship him as the Holy One of God. We want to keep this in front of us. This is what we want to keep in front of us. This is what we want to be going over again and again, teaching our children, teaching our family, sharing with our friends. This is why we want to have conversations because we love people with God's love. We don't want them to miss out. We want them to know how great he is. And that he has eternal life for them. We want Jesus, we want to listen to him so that he can guide us and give us his ears, his eyes, 
his heart when listening to others. We want to know what that is. We pray that we are his eyes and his ears and his heart to another person. Let us listen well to our Lord, ladies. This is key, so very important. Don't miss out on this. For how are we to listen well to another and talk to them about our faith if we have not listened well to Jesus? Lord, Lord, I pray that we may go to you. Where else can we go? (laughs) I pray we would go to you over and over again. And may we keep your words of eternal life in our hearts and be prepared to share them with others. And may knowing that you are the Holy One of God give us that quiet confidence to be able to listen well with your ears and heart. I pray that you would speak to us more and more about you this week and help our ears to be attentive. In Jesus' name, amen.